In recent months, there has been more and more studies to show the relationship between vitamin D and COVID-19. Yes, you heard that right. Vitamin D has been linked to help prevent and support the healing of COVID-19. So today on the Easy Keto Podcast, we're going to be talking about vitamin D, how to get it into your system, and what to avoid. So let's dive right in. Welcome to the Easy Keto Podcast. Each week, join health strategist and keto coach Shyla Ann as she takes you on a journey to achieving wellness in your mind, body, and soul. In conversation with various experts, insider advice, and actionable tools are available at your fingertips so you can live an empowered life. And now, your host. Aloha and hi. Studies have shown that COVID-19 patients who are deficient in vitamin D are likely to experience serious illness, severe complications, and increased risk of death. There has even been a study to show that when hospitalized, COVID-19 patients that took oral vitamin D supplements as part of their treatment were significantly less likely to be admitted to the ICU intensive care unit versus patients who did not have vitamin D as part of their treatment plan. Overall, 80% of all those diagnosed with COVID-19 have a vitamin D deficiency. As far as I've seen, there are over 70 studies that directly link the positive effects of vitamin D to COVID-19. And there are many, many more studies to show the direct length of vitamin D for general health and treating sicknesses. So I'm sure you can kind of get the gist of why vitamin D is so important and why I'm talking about it today. And yes, you can definitely get loads of vitamin D on the keto diet. So right now, really quickly, I'm just going to do a brief breakdown of COVID-19. COVID-19 is just a novel form of the coronavirus. Novel means new. COVID-19 is specifically a vascular inflammatory disease. And the coronavirus itself has been around for many, many generations. And corona means that it has crowns poking out of the virus itself. So when you see the pictures with the little red crowns on it, that that's an indication of it being a corona. COVID-19 can show general symptoms like fever or chills, cough, shortness of breath or difficulty breathing, fatigue, muscle or body aches, sore throat, loss of taste or smell, congestion, runny nose, vomiting, and or diarrhea. So as you can tell from this list, COVID-19 symptoms are pretty similar to the general flu or cold symptoms that you may have experienced or heard about before. Actually, the coronavirus is responsible for some common colds and flus as well. Because remember, they have different uh, strains and mutations. For more information on COVID-19 and coronavirus in general, I'm going to be linking some incredible specialists, researchers, and doctors, people that have been researching this, people that have direct patient contact and treatments 
and they're just sharing their information and their research and what they've gone through and they go fully in depth so people you can listen to hours and hours and hours of these people break down the science and it is just so incredible so I'm going to leave it to them to break it down and I'm going to list that in the resources so if learning more about the coronavirus COVID-19 in general and how it works interests you great because I'm going to list those resources for you moving on what is vitamin D so vitamin D is a fat soluble vitamin and a hormone that can be stored in the fat of our cells and one that the body needs for growth, development, bone health, and immune health and support. As vitamin D is fat-soluble, it directly interacts with the cells responsible for fighting off sickness. The body does not produce vitamin D, so we do need to get it from external sources. Vitamins are necessities that get the body systems to work. And hormones create signals that make effective changes within the body. Vitamin D does both, which is why it is classified as a vitamin and a hormone. What does vitamin D typically do for the body? Interesting enough, when I was researching into this, vitamin D has been used in heliotherapy as far back as 400 BC by the godfather of medicine himself, Hippocrates, all the way in to the 1900s for tuberculosis, asthma, and about 165 other diseases, bacterias, and viruses. So yeah, I would say vitamin D has been very highly researched and proven time and time again to help people, not just as a general help, but as a great treatment, as a great supplement for treating sickness. Now skip to present day, about 40% of Americans have low vitamin D levels. As far as general health goes, deficiency of vitamin D is implicated in the compromising of the body's immune system and immune response. In other words, vitamin D can activate and influence the immune system to respond, prevent, and fight off invading bacteria, and viruses. Vitamin D also produces calcium, an important factor to strong bones. Without vitamin D, we could develop osteomyosha or rickets as a child. Vitamin D is also used for muscle health and aging. Vitamin D alters the genes. The more you absorb, the more it alters, improves, and supports. So vitamin D is very, very, very important. So how does vitamin D combat COVID? Vitamin D combats COVID in the same way that it combats other viruses, bacteria, and diseases. It helps to one, prevent it, and two, fight it. So how much vitamin D should we take? Now each person is different, so your amount could vary, but there are some general recommended dosages for vitamin D that a person should be getting daily at minimum. So 400 IUs, international units, for up to one year old. 600 IUs for one to 70 years of age and 800 IUs for 70 plus years of age. Interestingly enough, many researchers are calling for those general guidelines to be significantly increased. And that probably has to do with the fact that 
This study with these guidelines came out about 75 years ago, and there's been much more research done since then. Now, some common signs of low vitamin D levels are as follows. You get sick often. You get infections often. You're fatigued. You're constantly tired. You might have bone pain or weakness, muscle pain or weakness, depression, slow healing from wounds, hair loss, and even bone loss. So some serious effects can come from vitamin D deficiencies. So, so important to have efficient vitamin D levels regardless, right? Now, if you're really concerned about your levels of vitamin D, you can go ahead, set an appointment with a doctor, and get a blood test taken. Your doctor will tell you your vitamin D levels and prescribe a recommended dosage to take. And speaking of recommended dosages, I'm going to be talking about three ways for you to get vitamin D into your body. My first way is my favorite, and it's just eating good food, awesome food. So with vitamin D, you can eat foods like fatty fish, think salmon or ahi, liver, red meats, UV mushrooms, even egg yolks. Inside milk alternatives like almond milk and macadamia nut milk, and even inside nuts. The second way you can get vitamin D into your body is by spending time outdoors. So when you go out in the sun, the sun gives you UV rays. Vitamin D is specifically found in UVB rays. So those are the rays that you want on your skin. Now, lighter people tend to get five times more vitamin D into their skin at the same rate as someone who is standing out in the sun that's darker as them. So if you're both standing out in the sun for five minutes, the lighter person will absorb five times more vitamin D into their skin. So for sufficient vitamin D levels from the sun, your time will range from maybe 10 minutes to an hour, really depending on what you're doing. And as I said, the darker you are, the longer you may need to be in the sun. This has to do with how well your skin absorbs sunlight and then makes vitamin D. Also, the further away you live from the equator line, whether above or below, the longer it'll take you to get those UVB rays into your skin, absorbed into your skin. I know that usually when going outside, sunscreen is always, always recommended. But I'm going to tell you what I do because the purpose of sunscreen is to block out those UV rays from penetrating your skin. And I understand why that is so important. Don't get me wrong. I really do. So what I normally do is I'll go out in the sun, sand the sunscreen, so no sunscreen, and I'll let my skin absorb, you know, let it get all the vitamin D it needs. And then I'll put a nice breathable sunscreen on my skin and I'll continue my outdoor activity. Because yes, I wanna be safe from the sun, but yes, I do want those UVB rays to get a nice dose of vitamin D for my body. And the sun gives you the most vitamin D dosage in the shortest amount of time. I believe it's like 10,000 IU units, which is a short amount of time in the sun. Now, you decide what's best for your skin. I'm not trying to tell you how to live your life. If you want to go outside with sunscreen all the time, go ahead. If you don't, okay, go ahead. I'm just telling you what I do and what I've seen work for myself and my body. 
and you can kind of get an idea off of that, whatever might help you. Now, the last way to get vitamin D into your body is to take supplements, of course, specifically vitamin D3 and vitamin D2. Vitamin D3 you get from foods like fish. Vitamin D2 you get from plant-based foods. Especially in the winter months, it's really hard for UVB rays to come through. Pretty much the clouds block out all the UVB rays and we only get UVA rays. Especially in the winter months, aka right now, adults and children should be eating foods higher in vitamin D, taking a supplement, doing a combination of both, or seeing their doctor for alternative options. Be aware that certain medications can either deplete, break down, or interfere with vitamin D before it can completely enter and be processed into your body. So if you are taking medications, that's another great reason to see your doctor. When taking any form of vitamin D supplements, it's really, really important that you have healthy levels of enzymes. Because enzymes help with processing and activating those awesome vitamin Ds that you're intaking. So if you are curious about what enzymes are, you're in luck because I did an episode on enzymes with my good friend, Dr. John Ellis. So you can go back in my catalog and check that out. Specifically with COVID-19, specialists are recommending the following dosage. 10,000 IUs every day for a few weeks, followed by 5,000 IUs every day. Now, again, 10,000 IUs seems extremely high. I get it. But as I said, that's actually the amount of vitamin D you absorb from 10 minutes in sunlight. And that's not a very long time in the sun. Remember, you can take vitamin D in any of the three forms we just talked about. Food, sun, or supplements. So go ahead and figure out what is right for you, your lifestyle, your situation. Now, with all that being done and said, does that mean I can take vitamin D supplements in unregulated dosages? For high levels of steady supplementation, you'll probably have to take vitamins K2, magnesium, enzymes, and or vitamin A. So if you're extremely deficient, I can't stress this enough. If you're experiencing any of the symptoms we just talked about earlier for vitamin D deficiency, please set an appointment. Please get that blood test and let your doctor help guide you on what you need to get efficient in your vitamin D levels. And some of those other additional supplementations are there to help you process and absorb and properly make use of that vitamin D supplement. Too much vitamin D supplementation without the right companion supplement can cause negative effects. That can lead to nausea, vomiting, kidney stones, and so on. So make sure you get the right dosage for you. When you eat foods high in vitamin D or get vitamin D from sunlight, Those effects that I just mentioned are very, very rare. Remember, all things in balance. It's just really interesting how the body absorbs and uses supplements. Personally, my family has been using vitamin D along with some other awesome supplements to help us prevent sickness and even fight sickness. So for example, this past Christmas, Late at night, I started to get like a runny nose and we haven't gone anywhere or done anything that whole day. Actually, the whole 
few weeks following Christmas because Christmas is always madness every year and this year was no different at all. So like a few weeks following Christmas, we just stayed home. And for some reason, I started to get a really stuffy nose that night, late at night. And so I went ahead, I took my vitamin D and went to sleep. I woke up the next morning and I was fine, like 100% fine. My point with this episode is to emphasize two major points. Point one being that we should always address the root of our problems. If we only do things to cover them up or prolong them, it'll be harder for us to maintain our health. Sometimes long-term unhealthy choices can lead to real problems. Here's another personal example for me. I have basically one fully functioning kidney. And with that in mind, I have to make healthy choices every day. And right now they're habits for me, so I don't consider them any inconvenience. But I have to make these choices consciously all the time. I have to make sure I eat healthy, cut down on any sweets, drink enough water, exercise, don't drink alcohol. I do not drink alcohol. Maybe on the rare occasion, I can count on one hand how many times I drink alcohol in a whole year, sometimes a few years. I make these choices every single day and I follow through with them because if I don't, my alternative is kidney failure, is surgery, is a never-ending supply of taking prescription medication. I've been there. I've done that. I was on the verge of surgery. I was on, I only have one kidney and I've been at the place where I'm just on medication after medication and several medications at a time. I've been through this. I was born with this. I've done it since elementary school. And you know what? I had to pull my way out and I made a choice and I make a choice every day. Now, number two, speaking of obtaining and maintaining health, we need to do that in order to prevent general sickness. Because when we maintain our health, when we do all these right things and make all the right choices, we increase our immune support, our personal immunity. Now, our immunity can be up to 99% effective in our daily lives. It can help fight infections and viruses and bacteria and disease and help us get over these things quicker and better and faster. Now, if you ever heard of that saying, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, I live my life by that saying, as I just talked about. I have to, because my life is dependent on it in a very direct way. We can't control when we get sick, what type of sickness we get. But by implementing the right choices and having the right habits every day, we can help our body to effectively fight off sickness and heal at a more efficient rate. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you've been loving the Easy Keto Podcast, be sure to leave a review. It really helps me to get the word out. To find out more about this episode, please visit easyketomenus.com or come say hi to me at Easy Keto Menus. I'm on all your favorite social platforms. Remember, when you move with pace and purpose, 
you'll be able to achieve your dream goals. Until next week, have an empowering day.